0: Welcome back to Knowing God with Heart and Mind, the podcast visit to the virtual church classroom at Shiloh United Methodist Church in Jasper, Indiana. It is October 11th, 2019, and we're getting some welcome rain outside that'll be followed by some cold weather. And so fall fell, it appears. <laughs> it's
1: finally here. Yeah.
0: So I'm Pastor Dan, this is my daughter, Bethany, and we are here to take you along for the ride as we do chapter seven of book four book four chapter seven of mere christianity written by c.s lewis and uh we're getting down towards the end here we just have a few more to a chapter or, or yeah a few more chapters and so forth and uh so after this there's four chapters there's left. four chapters after this mm-hmm. so we're getting close and uh so we uh talked about the addendum chapter last week that was sort of an addendum to chapter five, but now we're firmly planted in chapter seven titled let's pretend Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, in the beauty beauty and the beast, the girl kissed the monster as if it were a man and it turned into a real man. Mm hmm. In another story, a man had to wear a mask that made him look nicer than he was. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Eventually, his face grew to fit the mask. Up to this point, our discussion has been about what God is and does, but what difference does all this theology make? The difference comes when we put it into practice. Mm -hmm. What happens when we pray, our Father why is it a piece of outrageous cheek? <laughs> and oddly, why should we continue to do it? So there you go. I wish I could say outrageous cheek.
1: It's just so in good. In a really
0: good British accent, but I'm not going to attempt to do a British accent. <laughs> especially now that I know there might be people yeah. from Great Britain we don't listening. We do friends. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we'll leave it to you folks to say it the way old Jack would have said it. So what do you think, Beth?
1: Well, okay. Take me back because you threw me.
0: Well, basically the question is, is why do we pray this piece of outrageous cheek, our father? And, And it's referring to paragraph one and two.
1: Yeah. Well, because God told us to christ told us to like this the lord's prayer is in fact the prayer that the lord christ told us to pray and i think the whole point is that yeah we are pretending because we're dressing up like christ that's Mm -hmm. what lewis says he says we're dressing up like christ and that's not necessarily a bad thing because he talks about like there are different kinds of pretending um and that we do it a lot, that, like, there's the bad kind, which is where, you, you know, you're being pretentious, you're not really planning on doing what you say, like, if you say you're going to help somebody and then you're, like, never planning on doing it, that's pretending and it's the bad kind. But he says there's also a good kind, and I love it because I I have talked with students about this so often that I could probably, I, I don't know, they could recite it back to me. Because he says the good kind of pretending is when you maybe don't feel like going out and visiting with people and being friendly at a party or something, but you put a smile on and pretend to do it. And the funny thing that happens is that you end up feeling more friendly and excited to be there. Yeah. And I have talked with students about this so often (laughs) I like I've had conversations with students where they're like I just I don't feel good about being here I don't want to be here and I I would and I would constantly say I know you don't but maybe it's time to pretend and they'd be like what are you talking about I
0: remember (laughs) when you guys were a lot younger we went on a vacation and and your your younger brother was not enthused about Mm -hmm. the vacation And I remember him telling me privately, he said, you know, dad, I think, I think I'm, I'm just going about this the wrong way. I'm going to make up my mind to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And we still talk about Mm -hmm. the funny things he did and said on that vacation. It
1: was a great vacation. We
0: all had fun. We all Mm -hmm. contributed fun, but he was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And some of the things he said and did just, we still talk about it because it was so funny mm-hmm. and it was all because he made up his mind mm-hmm. that he was going to have a good time Yeah, and he made greater joy, not only for himself, but for mm-hmm. all of us. And that's a really great example of what you're talking about.
1: He's also a person that I think is really good at that in general.
0: Yeah. I, he's good I at agree.
1: making, he, he is really great at making the most of a situation that he's not enthused about. Yes. Now there's like with all people, there are times where I think you get stubborn Mm -hmm. But he's really that's a skill that he has.
0: Well, and, you know, I've been using the study guide here. Uh, Kudos to Stephen Urban, who wrote the study guide. And uh, I would recommend that you visit Brown Chair Books on the Mm -hmm. Internet. Uh, Visit Brown Chair Books. I just downloaded a study guide that he wrote for It's a Wonderful Life because I thought that might be a fun one for us to do over the Christmas season.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought we, you and I could do, it's a wonderful life study. uh, After we get back from Israel, you know,
1: I like that plan.
0: I thought you would. And so Stephen Urban, uh, God bless you. You have blessed us. Yes. I love what he says in the question though, because he really makes the point just by asking the question, the way he did. If, Being treated like a human being turns the monster into a human Mm -hmm. being again. If wearing a mask that has a cheerful expression on it forces the person within to develop a expression that is like that. I mean, that's a beautiful analogy for what Lewis is talking about here.
1: Well, and it also goes right back to what we were talking about at the end of the last episode. There's nothing wrong with faking it until you make it when it comes to treating other people with kindness, yeah, even if you don't feel like it. And
0: and I've used that fake it till you make it thing, even in sermons, and I know there are people who are going, well, that's not sincere, and, and they don't say it to me, but I know they're thinking that. And what I always want them to hear is, is, you're right, faking it but not planning to make it, you're right, there's nothing sincere about that. But if faking it until you make it I think is we're... your goal, <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, that's, I I find that a little frustrating that people would feel that way because the essence of faking it until you make it is sincerity. Yeah. You want to be better at it. So you're going to try your best to do it until you get to that point.
0: You know, when I was in my twenties, I sold things for a living and I went to a lot of training things and I listened to a lot of motivational speakers and a very common theme was is you have to act like you're the most successful sales guy mm-hmm. in your building, mm-hmm. even if you're not. Because the mere confidence that you have from believing that you've already succeeded will help you to succeed. Right. So it's, it's just a human nature thing, and it's a good thing. Um, so, so this can have a, a bad kind as well as a good. Uh, there is a kind of posture yeah. uh the good kind moves you toward becoming uh, less of a uh, less of a pretense and more of a reality yes. to dressing up as Christ. So how is our uh, pretense being turned into reality?
1: Well, I think this is cool because basically he says, if you step back, you'll see exactly what's happening. Christ who is a man like you but also God like God. The advantage we have in dressing up and pretending to be like him is that he's also standing right next to us. And he's uh, he's doing the work to turn the pretense into reality.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not even us doing the work. I mean, we are because we're tr- we're we're making that choice to fake it till we make it, to step into it. But he's doing the really hard grunt work. Yeah. You know, well, and, um, and go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say he, you know, he talks about how like, it's not the same thing as asking your conscience because if you ask your conscience, you get one result. If you are choosing to be like Christ, it's a totally different result. Um, because it's, it's not about what's right or what's wrong anymore. It's about, being christ catching that infection like he talked about before
0: yeah i you know i i preach a lot about well not preach i teach a lot about leadership Uh, i think it's in the sermons too but i talk a lot about leadership because what i have found is is that over the 25 years i've been in ministry churches suffer because of a lack of of Solid spiritual and 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 temporal leadership that, you know, there's just there's got to be someone who is appointed by God to come in and lead or to be there and lead. And in the absence of leadership, the vacuum will be filled usually by the person with the biggest ego.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. and that that is in the sense of a self-directed person who's really all full of themselves and everything. So so I've talked about that sort of thing all the time. And what I'm what I'm relating it to here is is that that in leadership development and in the practice of leadership, the whole idea of modeling and mentoring is critical. So if I'm providing good leadership at Shiloh right now, then I'm also modeling good leadership so that anybody who's thinking, okay, I I like the results he gets, I wanna get the same results. Mm-hmm. Logically, they should try to model what they see me doing in as much as they can and then take it and own it within themselves. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're trying to be an automaton or be, and and I think that's exactly what this boils down to, is the whole purpose of, of get, starting your day saying, how can I be like Christ today? Mm-hmm. Is and and uh, friends, the thing you're going to have to do. We haven't been studying scripture this time. We've been studying a book. But we hope that you have not uh, failed to study your scriptures. We, we hope scripture is still an important part of your life because you need to read scripture mm-hmm. regularly. Because if you want to know how to dress like Christ and act like Christ, you got to be familiar with him. And so, please, you know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're serious about what you're learning in this uh, study, then read your Gospels and at least know Jesus. And then, once you're done with the Gospels, read the Book of Revelation because he's all over that too. Um,
1: I mean, he's pretty much everywhere in the whole Bible. Well, he, he is really all over the looking.
0: the entire Bible. But I'm saying if you're not if you're not if you're new to this. Mm-hmm then I recommend you read the Gospels. And I I know there's a lot of different recommendations, but I'm just going to say start with the first one, and you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just read them. And then jump from the end of John to the book of Revelation. And really, if you'll just read the first two or three chapters of Revelation, that'll be enough because that's Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus telling the churches what they do well and what they don't do well. And that's, it's like if you want to know how to please Christ and imitate Christ, that's my personal formula right there. Read the four Gospels and the first three or four chapters of Revelation. Um, and, and if honestly, if you're new at this, when you get to the end of the letters to the churches in Revelation, put on the brakes. Don't go any further.
1: Go read some Acts or Romans. Yeah,
0: go, then go back and do Acts and Romans and the epistles. That's a mm-hmm. very good recommendation, you know, because that's a beginner's course, in my opinion. And there's well, no more important thing for a beginner it kind than of knowing is the Christ.
1: beginner's course, because I mean, for everybody. Well, yeah. At I, the time, it was the beginner's course.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so the next one is. Um, some say um, I've never had the sense of being helped by an invisible Christ, but Christ works in many ways other than invisibility, <laughs> being at your side invisibly being at your Mm -hmm. side um so what are some of the ways that jack mentions
1: well i just i liked it because he was talking about he gave the example of i guess this woman that during the first world war this woman said that she wasn't real concerned about a bread shortage because they only ever ate toast at her house (laughs) and that's hilarious by the way um and also sad um (laughs) And he says that's like saying that that p- only humans have ever helped you and Christ hasn't because he he basically says, okay, if there's no bread, there's no toast. If there's no Christ helping, there's no humans helping. And that's like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's the period, that's the end. Because, I mean, I, I will say more because we're doing our podcast, but to me, there you go. Yeah. If there's no Christ providing help, there's no humans providing help to others.
0: No, I I think you know, and this is another one of those things I've said often. So you know, the the poor people who have lived in my house, you know, <laughs> this is nothing new to you, Bethany. But but I I often like to point out that that God is at work everywhere. Yes. And what's really amazing is is that the Muslim surgeon who heals your uh, sickness by repairing a damaged aorta or something is being used by God to answer your prayer for healing. Don't discount that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Realize that even the people who call themselves atheists and many, many scientists, many doctors call themselves atheists. And even these people have to admit that the body of knowledge that they've accumulated about the human body and about all of the, the various, uh, Aspects of our physiology and even our psychology, you know, all of that knowledge was attained through years of consistent effort on the part of the their forefathers or the, the ones who came before them um, And themselves. So, you know, they build on this body of research, but at the, at the end of the day What they are is discoverers mm-hmm. um, They are finding unknown things documenting what they found and then pointing the way for the next generation to find more and who put it there in the first place? You know, who are they really discovering? Mm -hmm. And of course this goes back to our fundamental premise is that if you don't even believe in God, then you haven't been listening to this podcast. So, you know, we're not talking to you anyway, but, but the reality is, is that, that I think as a believer, you can be confident that God has answered your prayer when you and, and God has intervened and, and protected you and helped you in countless ways and not necessarily in some, you know, big glorified uh, parting of the Red Sea sort of miracle. Mm-hmm. There are miracles every day where timing is the thing. And, and so what do I always tell people what I heard when I was young as a Christian is if you really, really need to see God at work in your life, if you really want proof that God's at work in your life then stop focusing on the outcomes and start looking at the timing Mm -hmm. because God is in the timing. If you needed help with something and help came and it was anything but spectacular, anything but magnificent, glorified thunder and lightning and all of that, if it was the most mundane deliverance, but it came exactly the moment you needed it, you can thank God for that. Mm -hmm. You know, God parted the Red Sea when Pharaoh's army was about to bear down upon them, and not before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and he didn't do it late. He didn't do it early. He did it precisely on time. and I think that's exactly you know and then I look at the story of Judas's betrayal in in the uh, in the uh, last Supper and and you, you know one of the things you recognize is Jesus is in charge of the timing. Mm-hmm. You know, the the we have it in Scripture, and for you know, for from a variety of non-scriptural sources, that the last thing that the people who were plotting to kill him wanted was to force this issue during Passover, when it would be that'd be like that'd be like trying to take down a major um, uh, drug ring in New Orleans on the week that the super bowl is there. Right. I mean, you know, the, the the police are thinking, no, we don't want to, we don't want to go after these guys this week. We are, our resources are stretched thin and Mm -hmm. there's too much chaos. Mm -hmm. You know, let's wait until it's calm and then we'll execute the search warrant. We'll take these guys down. And I'm not, that's as far as the analogy goes Mm -hmm. because the Pharisees were doing something wrong and the the religious leaders were doing something that is one of the most evil things of all time. And that wasn't because they were Jews. That was because they were evil men.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. They were just evil men. That's all. And bottom line is, is who was in charge of the timing? Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, well, guys, as a matter of fact, the betrayer's right here. I know he's setting out. I know he's planning to betray me. Well, as soon as he says that, then Judas leaves the room and he runs straight to the the plotters and Mm -hmm. says, he's on to you. You better do something now. So who forces the timing that ultimately leads to our, resu- or, 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 or our redemption and then his death and resurrection? I mean, yeah. who, who's in charge of the timing? Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a little side message, but, but it's mm-hmm. like, do you want to see Christ at work in your life? Do you want to see God at work in your life? Just go back and think about the timing. Mm-hmm. The timing is the proof. I commend that to you, beloved brothers and sisters, because I want you to grow in faith. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and it's right. It echoes what Jack says, because he says that that Christ shows up in the things you read and the things that are happening to your experiences, even if they seem anti-Christian and that he works on us through other people. Yeah. So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh well, I better quit preaching. So, the last question is: uh, Well, there's two. The New Testament speaks of being born again, putting on Christ, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Christ being formed in us, Mm -hmm. and coming, uh, coming to have the mind of Christ. So, what are we to do with these kinds of sayings? And that's Jack is, he wrote about that mm-hmm. in paragraphs 10 and 11.
1: Well, He says that for starters, you need to not think of it as us being told to read what Christ said and then try to carry it out because you could do that with any philosopher. You could do that. He, he says you could do that with Plato or with Karl Marx, hmm. but it's not the same because he says that like, the difference is, is that Christ is a real person that's here in the room with you um and doing doing it with you he's doing your prayers with you he's doing he's he's in this discussion right now um and that's the difference because if we're trying to be we, we sometimes i think forget that this is a living person still mhm so and plato and marx are long gone so it's not like we're reading what he says to do, um, and that's that. So,
0: you know Irma,
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure our friends can hear you purring. I know. I was just thinking let's, she she purrs so. Loud.
0: Let's listen for a second. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Irma the s catologist is on my lap right now, trying to help me present to you. The word of God. <laughs>
1: and she's enjoying it because she's praying. Yeah,
0: of it. she's happy. <laughs> All right. So, as Christ like, uh, as the Christ like life changes us, what two discoveries do we make?
1: Well, we discover our sinfulness, and he says that, that that goes much further than just going, Oh, I did a bad thing, because we discover that we are well that's exact we discover what we are not just what we've done um so it goes beyond like pointing out Ooh, I this was bad it's oh we are sinful as humans yeah um so and i thought it was interesting because he talks about how like you know if, I, if he's going through his daily prayers and thinking "Ooh, i wasn't very charitable today Then he immediately will be like, oh, well, it was because it, you know, it caught me off guard. I didn't have time to collect myself. But he says, like, and I think there's a lot of truth to this. He says, well, you know, if a person's taken off their guard and reacts, isn't that better evidence of who they are than if they have time to formulate what they're going to respond as? Um, Because it's what comes out is the truth and there's not time for disguise. Um, But... He said, like, when he, but when he thinks about that, he realizes, like, that his his sudden reaction to provocation doesn't make him an ill-tempered man, but it also shows him what an ill-tempered person he is. So, yeah, like, basically what he's saying is that we, once we've really stepped into trying to be this new ver- little version of Christ, we realize that what we are matters way more than what we do. And we start to realize that what we are is not always super great. Right. Um, and he, and he kind of goes back to what he said before, which is that we realize that the change we really want to make is not something we can do.
0: Yeah. I preach this almost every week because I've always had the belief That as a preacher, you know, uh, in the previous episode, I was talking about how, you know, I try to assume that people are visiting for the first time every week, Mm -hmm. you know, and even with our podcast here and every week, no matter what I preach on, no matter how deeply I dive into the scripture, I always surface at a place where I can remind people that the key to living the Christian life is repentance confession Mm -hmm. and by that i mean confession of christ i mean like like you have to you have to recognize that you're a sinner you have to recognize that there's something fundamentally flawed about the way you approach god Mm -hmm. and i say that because so many people are willing to admit that there's a flaw in the way they approach life you know um they approach life in a flawed way and they go, yeah, I know, I don't always handle things right, and but it's all about I, I, I and mm-hmm. me, me, me. So, so the the place that brings you the, the the realization that brings you to the point of repentance is the realization that you have a flaw in the way that you think about your Creator. You have a flaw in the way you think about the the kingship of Christ over mm-hmm. everything, and when you recognize that. And then it really drives you to your knees because you're overwhelmed by the realization that this means you can never be in a healthy relationship with God because of this flaw. Then you're ready to confess that because of Christ, you can be in a relationship, but only because of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, so repentance, confession, and then living in the Holy spirit. Those are the three things I tell people every Sunday Mm -hmm. at the end of the day uh, if they've heard it, they've heard it in the prayer or they've heard it in the sermon or they've heard it in some casual remark that I was making about announcements, you know, like, this is why we do these things. So people can remind, can be reminded of the grace of God so that we can get them to find their way to the throne of grace mm-hmm. by way of repentance, confession, and then living in the Holy Spirit, living the born again, new life
2: yeah. in
0: the Holy Spirit. I mean, I say that every week in one way or another in every interaction with the congregation. Why? Because just like Jack said, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. And I, I know I ended like this in the last episode. It's the preaching, you know, but, but it's like friends, if you don't get anything else,
1: yeah. well, and that get that. And that segues perfectly into the second discovery he right. says we make, which is that. Like the way he he says that he's been talking like we're the ones who do everything. But the reality is that God is the one doing everything. And at, at best, we allow it. Yeah. And really, we don't even do that. But what I love is that he ends by saying in this whole, this whole chapter is called Let's Pretend. And he ends by saying that if anybody's pretending, it's God, because God looks at us and chooses to see a little Christ because Christ is standing with us. Yeah. And so if anybody's so-called pretending it's God, he's pretending that we are His begotten versus His created. Um,
0: <laughs> I just had this image in my mind, and this will be more meaningful to people if they've literally done it. but if you've stood in a river, a shallow river like or a stream, maybe like a a fly fisherman does. You know, you turn your back to the flow because it helps you stand against the flow. Mm -hmm. God's grace, God's love is a steady flow like that river that flows constantly. And people stand with their backs to God's grace in order to resist it. But when we turn and face his grace, then we're overwhelmed by it. And... Mm-hmm. what jack says what i believe is that when you turn to face his grace and open your arms and receive it then jesus measures it for you yeah. so that you're yeah. not overwhelmed by it and then lets you you know and and then here's what i think happens when you accept the holy spirit's leadership in your life you lift up your feet and you go with the flow mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, if, yeah. you, if you're if you one of those people that likes to go to, like, the Smokies and, and go rafting or whatever, and you know how it is, you, you can stand in the water and resist it, but sometimes it's just fun to just pick up your feet and go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So
1: Well, and I love how he ends the chapter because he talks about, like, that he acknowledges that maybe it's weird to say that, you know, God, the divine, is playing make-believe, but he says, isn't that the way you know, we are created in his image and isn't that what we do? Because we talk to the, we talk to our babies before they understand. And (laughs) he, he uses, he says that is that, he says, is that not how higher things always raise the lower? So we talk to our babies before they know what it means. And he also says, you know, you treat your dog or your cat Irma as almost human and in the uh, by the end of their life he says aren't they kind of almost human it's true so
0: it's true (laughs) well that's a good place to end um irma's laying flat on her back feet up in the air saying i think it's time for you all to quit i'm tired (laughs) (sighs) Uh, irma is our uh, Irma's my cat, technically, of course, <laughs> because everyone who has cats know that you don't actually own them. They own you. Oh, but, yes. but we went to the shelter a couple of years ago and I picked Irma. Well, Irma picked me. <laughs> Irma is kind of a big girl and she's oh. mostly white. She's one of those she's a calico calicos, you know and she she her tail got cut off in her previous life we don't know how so she has a little one inch stub on the back of her bottom She's got a little nub. and you know when she walks up against you to to rub on you she thumps you with her stub <laughs> and sometimes she rubs against a wall or or something hollow and thumps that and it's just like someone taking their finger and going you know it's really pretty funny So anyway, if you're not a cat lover, sorry, go pet your dog. We like dogs too, by the way. Mm -hmm. So friends, thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed today. As always, we are honored by your participation in this. If you're listening to us near or far, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you don't know what to say, I had somebody tell me the other day, it's like, every week you ask us to comment, but I don't know what to say.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, fair. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I accept that. So here's what I would like you to do just as a favor to us if you're listening, especially if you're not one of our Shiloh people yeah. because the Shiloh people tell us at church that they're listening. yeah. but if you're listening and you're not a Shiloh person, could you just let us know you're listening? You, you don't have to say anything except I'm I'm Fred from Poughkeepsie. I you know <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
0: and here. and thanks for your show. I mean I, we don't care. I, we're, we're not going to ask you to send money. I, we're not going to do anything like that. No, we, no, no, no we, no. we we just
1: think it would be cool. To... It would just
0: be fun to know who's listening, yeah. and and the statistical data that comes with any podcasting software tells you stuff that may or may not be true. But if you'll tell us, then we'll know what's true and what isn't. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, just just shoot us a note that says, you know, like I said, I'm I'm Anne from uh, Argyle, Mississippi, and I'm listening.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. You know. Also, if you're listening. If you're caught up and listening in real time, I think I'm right in saying that this episode will be dropping like a matter of days before we yeah. fly out for Israel and we've been asking you what you would like to hear or see from Israel while we we're there.
0: Yeah. So so, so when you get in this episode, now. drop us a line immediately because we may be reading your recommendations while we're waiting in airports right. and things. Yeah. And then we'll try to look for stuff that could help us. We're probably going to record the remainder of the episodes for Mere Christianity before we leave on this trip mm-hmm. so that you'll continue to get them while we're gone. And then look for special episodes that could come up as I'm able to send them to the to the uh, Podbean mm-hmm. uh, from Israel. So we might do special episodes that will be slow, you know.
1: Or we might post a video to the Facebook page yeah so um, another so reason just, to go there yeah
0: well and and speaking of that you can find shiloh united methodist church on on uh, jasper indiana on facebook and uh much of what we do while we're in israel will appear there mm-hmm. um uh, also just come visit the the group knowing god with heart and mind you you have to join but all you got to do is ask and i'll put you in there mm-hmm. um and then uh You know, you can learn anything you want to know about us. You can read email or write emails to us or whatever just by going to Shilohum.org. That's S-H-I-L-O-H dot org. L-O-H-U-M dot org. (laughs) Bethany, spell it for him, please.
1: S-H-I-L-O-H-U-M dot O-R-G.
0: Thank you very much, because I figured if you heard it in her voice, it might help you to forget what I said wrong. There you go. So we we love you. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Goodbye.
1: Bye.